0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Be The Leader You Deserve podcast. This morning, we are going to dive back into that email that kind of cha- changed the trajectory that Jill and I were both on and how it connected the two
1: of us together
0: on this journey.
1: But before we get started with that, I, wanted to, I felt compelled to share my morning story with all of you all. So Laura and I have been meeting regularly recently and she is really good about getting us coffee from a local coffee shop. So this morning it was my turn to go and get the coffee. So I was really excited to get up, uh, get going, and on the way to the coffee shop when I realized that I couldn't find my phone anywhere. Keep in mind, I had just had my phone. So I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm looking in the freezer, I'm looking in the pantry, I'm looking under the couch, maybe I left it in the restroom. How many of you have been there with me? So at this point, literally my heart starts racing. The first thought I had was how pathetic it was of how tied I am to my phone. But then secondly, I realized that without my phone, I couldn't get into my work email because there's that double auth- authentic- authentication uh, to getting in there. So I really started panicking. In addition, I was gonna be late to picking up coffee. So long story short, I send Laura an email. We find my phone. Uh, My fiance had accidentally taken it with him to work. So he brings it back. My heart's still racing. I'm trying to avoid this panic attack that I was going to have. So I walk outside on my way to get ready to go to Laura's house, which by the way, she's now felt so sorry for me. She's opted to yet again, pick up coffee for us. I go out to my car. I. I go to get in the car, except for I couldn't see out the front window because it appears as though a bird has decided um, to unload itself all over my window. And when I say all over my window, I'm talking like I couldn't even see to to drive. So now I'm starting to process like, are you kidding me? Like what what is going on? So at this point I have a couple of, of ways to go with poor pitiful me, this day is gonna be awful. I'm gonna be honest, I was a little bit there when I first started driving to Laura's house. So as we're driving, in the middle of a road is a lady who's walking with headphones on and she's literally walking in the middle of the road. So I can't go around her. Did I mention she has headphones? So she can't hear me behind her. So finally I go around her. At this point, I pull into Laura's driveway and before I get out, I I check myself at the door. I take a deep breath. think about my morning, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, I have two choices right now. I can let this ruin my day, or I can stop and think, what message is the universe trying to send me here? And then it dawned on me that the universe is always working um, in our favor. We just need to stop and listen to the messages that it's trying to send us. So that could have
0: ruined Jill's day. Um, and part of the the struggle with not having her phone is I dropped my daughter off at daycare and so I was supposed to text her on my way back. So we didn't have an actual meeting time. <laughs> it was just based on all of that. And that could have ruined her day and re- really it could have ruined our session together this morning. Um, but the universe is always sending us message- messages. So that kind of brings us back to the email. Um, when my sister gave me... Jill's email address, I remember um, I, I was pretty fresh out of college. I had graduated that December and had been working at a local restaurant just until um, some teaching positions came open. And I'd already interviewed at one school. I was fairly certain I wasn't going to get the position. So when I got Jill's email address, I was really nervous. Like, what do you send to somebody who could be your future employer? So I remember opening my laptop. I started drafting an email. I had no idea what to send. in a first email to introduce myself, what do you say? Um, Hi, I'm Laura and I'd like a job at your school. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going through, like, what do I say to her? So I I think that first email, I really just kind of kept it short. Like, my sister just met you. my nephew was going to the musical theater camp with your daughter, Sydney. She said Sydney was a great person um, who had really reached out and helped Steven when other people weren't necessarily him, t- taking to him uh, for friends at the camp, Sydney really did. Uh, so I think I just kept it really brief in that sense and sent her just a hello message. I'm Laura, I'm Mona's sister. She gave me your contact. And then Jill responded with, what's your philosophy of education? What kind of pressure is that for a second email? What's your philosophy of
1: education? (laughs) Well, and it's funny before Laura talks a little bit more about that is I think I mentioned the last time. As a principal, especially around summertime and around uh, right after winter break, my inbox gets flooded with potentials looking for jobs. And so true story, I don't always read all of them. So there was something about the hook that Laura put in there. uh, I, I will say that I felt a small obligation just because I had had that connection with her sister to inquire just a little bit more. And to Laura's point, I think the few personal notes that she put in her email to me, kind of connected us at that point. So I think there's a little tip that when you're reaching out to someone, if you're trying, uh, look for that immediate connection. How can you, what can, what one or two sentences can you put in that that creates that connection? Because I would say, remember, when you're out looking for a job, you're, you're competing with hundreds, thousands of other people. And so employers will always be looking for, how can you stand out? So just kind of a sidebar tip. But I do remember that don't ask me why I I just sent that because trust me I never I've never ever sent that to any other employee I've ever had or any other potential employee but for some reason again I'm going back to those universal messages I just felt obligated to say so what's your philosophy of education I'm going to be honest I really wasn't expecting what happened next
0: so I get that email like okay philosophy of education how I'm going how am I going to sum up everything that is that i believe about education in one email so really my path up to that point i had spent a lot of time with different professors in my undergraduate focusing on um, not social justice but social change so the action behind social justice and equity and i knew that i didn't want to be in an East End school with prominent prominent wealthier students. I wanted to be working in a school where equity concerns were uh, prevalent with Title I students, with special education students. So that's kind of what I highlighted in my email, I think. I don't even really remember exactly what I sent, but I know I sent it hoping that it was something that she believed in because I I didn't know anything about her. So it's really just kind of vulnerable. One of those Brene Brown moments, I guess, where I was putting a little bit of heart and vulnerability into an email to a person I'd never even seen
1: before. And vulnerability is something that I think we often shy away from. But it's important for you to open that up, to tell your own story, because if you're not going to tell it, someone else will. So I remember opening... The email, and honestly, I was expecting to hear a lot of just educational rhetoric of "I believe all kids can learn," yada yada yada. I love children; it's my passion. I, 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 when I started reading it, it was just the opposite. However, I could truly sense Laura didn't have to tell me she was passionate about everything she just described. It oozed through her email, and I remember reading the email and sitting there. And I remember taking a deep breath and I almost got choked up as I read this email because I knew at this point, at this point we did not have an opening at our school, but I knew at this point that I was going to find an opening because I had to have Laura on my team. So that email
0: alone ended up putting us in the same building on the same path together in a way that, was completely unexpected I expected to just be looking for job openings and applying wherever but I think the universe had different plans for us and so I'm really excited that we have decided to do this podcast when we listened to the when we played our first podcast back nothing you ever do is ever going to be perfect. So listening to it, we can find all the little nuances and the times we say, um, and those imperfect things that happen because we're human beings. And so one of the things that I wanted to say here is that we've just started this, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be real and it's going to be honest. So what you hear hear, here, we're not making any of this up. These are our stories. And our goal with this podcast isn't to be perfect. And I think so many times that's what limits us. We don't want to try things that we're not good at, but how can you get good at them if you don't ever try? So we're putting ourselves out here with you to see um, where this takes us. But what we hope to accomplish is, we hope to give you our story, just kind of the whys and the whats that are behind our passion and our beliefs about climate and culture as we go through the next podcast, that's kind of what we're going to be doing, talking about our whys and what's led us here. And then as we go forward, we hope that we're able to give you just some snippets of information, things that we've used so that you don't have to worry about being perfect. You can try some of the things that we've already tried and feel confident in doing. So we hope to give you something that you
1: can take back to your leadership. So next week, we are going to be discussing some tenets of bad leadership versus good leadership and qualities of both of those and the experiences that we've had that have really highlighted those characteristics. Excitingly enough, by this time next week, Laura and I will have uh, presented at a local educational conference and so we'll be sharing some of the tips that from our presentation for that conference. So we hope that you've enjoyed today's session. I want to encourage you to make sure that you slow down and stop and listen to those universal messages, because if I hadn't done that, Laura and I wouldn't be sitting here today. So we hope that you have a great week. And thanks again for listening to Be the Leader You Deserve podcast.